Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. The Clever Girls Know podcast is a podcast for women, offering a space for conversations around personal finance, business, life, and living. I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you listen to, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'd also love for you to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have new content on the blog multiple times a week. We have over 30 plus free courses. Plus, when you sign up for a course, you can talk to a Clever Girl Finance mentor for free to get encouragement, motivation, or if you just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. Finally, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Clever Girl Finance on YouTube. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Hello, Manny. Hi, Jay. I am super excited to have you both on the Clever Girls Know podcast. We're going to be talking about how you both leverage accountability to achieve your financial goals. So you ladies are good friends. And you are actually my second podcast recording where I've had two people on at the same time. And I love doing that prior episode. So I'm excited to talk to you guys. So let's start with you, Manny. Tell us about yourself, who you are and what you do. Okay. So I'm Moni. I am 26 years old. I'm originally from Denver, Colorado. And so I actually work with nothing to do with finances. I work with data. I'm a data analyst for um, an internet company. And so I kind of just like work with numbers all day, but not in the finance sense. That's cool. That's very cool. So you're in data, but it doesn't matter what you do, right? Everybody's interested in their personal finances. So yeah, of course. very interesting. And then Jay, tell us about yourself and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Jay and I currently reside in Dallas, Texas, originally from Denver, Colorado. And I currently do PR. I'm a social media manager and publicist for a nonprofit organization. My family actually started the nonprofit 13 years ago. So that's currently what I do. Also just branching out to do PR for other organizations. Wow. So you guys are in two different spaces, but kind of found a way to keep each other accountable when it came to your finances. So let's talk a bit about how you both met and how long you have been accountability partners. So Moni, how did you and Jay meet? (laughs) So it's so funny because we were doing the math the other day. And so we (laughs) actually met in middle school in sixth grade. So that was what, 2008 or that long ago, maybe yeah, 15 years. So we've known each other for 15 years, but our accountability when it came to our financial goals really didn't start until about the last two years when we got into that phase of our life where we started talking about money more. And Jay, what would you say, how did you guys come up with that conversation on, okay, let's be accountability partners? Yeah, I honestly feel like it just came naturally because since we've been friends for so long, you know, like 15 years is a really long time to know someone and stay connected with someone, especially from a young age. You know, I feel like people kind of grow and drift apart, but we just always stay connected. And just through life and us growing, like, for example, I'm a mom, we both moved, like we had really big moves, like out of state, you know, we did a lot of things where we were connected that like cost money, you know, and where money was just like a big factor in our lives. And since we talk about everything, obviously, we talked about it. 
And we just became like more and more comfortable with just like talking about our finances and where we were at with money. And it just grew and grew and grew from there. And I think that's really how we even started um, our Find a Filthy Rich. That's our where we talk about finances and stuff on a podcast. And yeah, I think I think it just kind of came naturally just through conversation, through us always just kind of talking about where we're at and wanting to reach financial goals, kind of having the same sort of goals, you know, like we obviously want to achieve like that financial freedom. Mm. And it, it was just comfortable for us to express that to each other. I love that. I love that. So before I ask you the next question, I heard you say fine and filthy rich. You guys did not tell me anything about that in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> So Manny, can you tell me what, what is Fine and Filthy Rich? We all want to know. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Fine and Filthy Rich is our podcast that we have that we created it back in February. So it's fairly new. And so we both decided that there needed to be a space where young women who looked like us, you know, we're both women of color, we're black women, could have a space where they could learn about finances. I think often there's a lot of, when you think about finances, you know, you might think about men, you might think about a space that you might not feel included in. It's intimidating. And so we created our podcast. So not only we could learn more, but we wanted to help other people learn more, just the basics about finances so that they could get where they want to be. So, you know, we might break down credit or we might break down budgeting in a way that everybody can understand it. Awesome. And the podcast is called Fine and Filthy Rich. I love the name. (laughs) Thank you. So let's get back to the questions and I will start with you, Jay. What would you say are, for someone who's listening, because you guys kind of, you have a really good connection. You guys have been friends for a very long time, 15 years. You kind of, you know each other really well. So for someone who is in that space of trying to figure out an accountability partner, what would you say are important qualities for them to seek out when they're looking for an accountability partner? Yeah. So I definitely would say someone that you can trust, right? I talked about how much trust me and Monty have between each other since we've known each other for so long, but also transparency. You know, you need to have somebody that you're able to be transparent with and also somebody who's transparent with you. And so, you know, it it just needs to come kind of naturally, of course, but you want to know that this, this is a person who you can tell anything to without feeling judged and vice versa, where they can share things with you and and they're not feeling judged. And so I definitely would say that trust and transparency are probably like the most important qualities that you want in an accountability partner. I definitely agree with you. And Manu, you know, why do you think you and and Jay are a good fit for each other? Because there are lots of people who have been friends for a very long time, but they're not good fits when it comes to accountability partner, right? Being accountability partners, because one person might be the the one that just eggs you on to just make all the bad mistakes with your money. <laughs> you know, some people, are, you know, we all have these people in our lives where we, we're best friends, we're great friends, but we're just, we cannot keep each other accountable. So why are you and Jay a good fit? I think part of the reason why Jay and I are a good fit is because we do have similar goals. It may not exact be the exact same thing. Obviously, we're two different people, but we both kind of how Jay talked about earlier, have this want to, you know, experience financial freedom as life goes on. And I think, again, just with the transparency, we are both able to say things to each other that we might not say to someone else. And so when it comes to our finances, you know, I'm not afraid to tell Jay oh my gosh, I only have a $100 left in my account. You know what I mean? I can tell her something like that and she can kind of say something to me where she feels comfortable and I feel comfortable with her saying, okay, so maybe you don't go to Puerto Rico next weekend. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. 
Yeah. And it's about finding that, I guess, finding that connection between you as to what makes that most relatable to you. And for me personally, I lean on different people for accountability in different aspects because I know that they can support me the best or I found that there are areas that as much as I love them, they cannot support me in that areas, Mm -hmm. in those areas. And the same applies to me, right? There are people that I can be super accountability partners for when it comes to certain aspects, but there are other aspects where I'm just not the right person to support you because I don't know anything about it or I think opposite from what you're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I definitely agree about just finding that connection. So how important is it to check in with your accountability partner? Jay, if you could tell us how you guys check in as you set your goals How often do you guys talk about your goals and how does that help you based on your timeline? Yeah. So we talk every day. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Like we talk to each other all day, every day. A lot of the times, like we're talking earlier, we're like, yeah, like if like a day goes by or like even like three hours go by, we're like, hmm, like, I wonder what she's doing. What's going on? Like, are you over there spending money? Like, what are you doing? You know? And so, yeah, I think the fact that like, you know, we, we talk a lot is unique. I don't think that that's like necessary for someone to have when they're looking for an accountability partner. Like if you don't talk to this person all the time, like that's totally fine. I think that there's still ways that you can have someone who keeps you accountable and you guys just like kind of have, you know, your little check-ins whenever you have them. However, when we're talking all the time, like we talk about a bunch of different stuff, right? Like we just talk about kind of like life, our love life, like, you know, TV shows, we're watching Sex in the City together right now. <laughs> and so like, you know, we we talk about things like that outside of just finances, but finances just kind of comes into the conversation. So it's like a check-in, you know? And then we also meet weekly for our podcast where we have a recording week and then we have um, just like a planning week. And so obviously at that point in time too, depending on whatever our topic is, like that's an opportunity for us to check in. We both have like, yeah, we have like journeys on TikTok where Monty's like being debt-free and I'm like saving money. And so that's kind of our way of checking. So I think that we have a lot of different like avenues as a like check-in platform. I don't think it's super direct, which I think is cool. Like, I don't think it has to be like, okay, it's time for us to check in about our finances. You know, I think that that makes it a little bit more intimidating where like finances are already kind of intimidating. So to know like, oh my God, like we're going to check in about our money on, on next Tuesday. Like, I think that that would kind of be a lot. So I think if it comes naturally, it's, it's better that way, which is the way that, you know, we do it. Mm -hmm. So you guys are basically sister friends, best friends and accountability partners, which is, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And not everybody has that person, that best friend that can be their accountability partner. So for anyone who's listening to this, it could be a family member. It could be, you know, someone that you connect with in a, on a professional level, right? I've had accountability partners that we are not friends. Like our kids don't hang out. We don't talk about TV shows, yeah. strictly <laughs> business, but they keep me accountable. So, you know, yeah. Mani and Jay are, are great friends, but there are different ways to have accountability partners. So just keep that in mind as you start thinking about, okay, how can I get the accountability and support I need? I don't have that best friend. I don't have that sister friend or my friends are so far away. We, we cannot talk every day, like Moni and Jay, but there are other ways that you can, you can stay accountable, right? You can talk to somebody weekly, monthly scheduled time. I remember way back and I'm much older than both of you ladies, but way back, I used to have pen pals and we would talk about things that we would want to do. And we'll post the letter. Oh my God. <laughs> so write, write me back. <laughs> I like, was like monthly accountability. Now we got text message and like instant message and FaceTime yeah. and all that. <laughs> so, 
That's so cute. <laughs> yes. Way back. I, I used to, I remember I would get, I don't remember what kids was a kids catalog, kids club magazine. And in it, it would be how to find a pen pal. And there were all these different organizations where you could have pen pals in different states or different countries. And I was like nine or 10 years old. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> Love it. My kids don't know what a pen pal is. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what is that? Like writing a letter, huh? <laughs> Say what now? <laughs> but, and you know what's sidebar? I just read an article recently that somebody sent to me, another mom friend sent to me that today's young generation like around the age of 10 and under or preteens, they cannot read script handwriting. What? Well, you know, they, they don't write calligraphy anymore either. They don't even Yes, they struggle to read scripted calligraphy handwriting. That in, is crazy. Like when they, they did a study and presented this to kids and they couldn't make out what the letters were and they were struggling to read it. They found it difficult, but this was the norm. You know, we all had to learn how to write script. Well, a lot of people did in many schools or we had handwriting classes in my school anyway, growing up. So I just find that interesting and it just random sidebar. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. That interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting because everybody's digital. Kids are using, my kids have tablets and computers in class. Same. You know? Yeah. My son's class, they use iPads. He's in pre-K and they, yeah. they have iPads. He has iPad at home. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> he, they will never read the Declaration of Independence, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So let's talk about, so you talk about how often you check in, but when it comes to your goals, how open are you with each other about your goals? And are there any areas that are no go areas? So let's start with you, Jay. Yeah, for sure. So honestly, we're really open. <laughs> when we were talking about this, we're like, uh, nothing is a no-go for us. <laughs> like, we talk about everything. Like Monty was saying earlier, she'll be like, oh, I only have $100. I've been like, girl, there is $4 left in my savings account. Like, I'm not going anywhere this weekend, you know? And so we're very transparent about that. You know, we're comfortable with being like, dang, you know, like I just paid down all this debt on my credit cards, but then like an accident happened and now I just had to run this back up. Like now I have to get this back down, you know, like we will really talk about everything. And I think that that really creates a level of comfort, you know, to just like know that you have somebody who you can share those things with that may be like embarrassing to just share to an average person or just like another friend or something. You know, you have this accountability partner where you know that they're going to like, kind of hype you up and like help you and make sure that you stay on track. And you know that you've told them like, yeah, well, I just spent all this money. So I kind of got to save some money. They're going to be able to tell you like, yeah, girl, you don't really need to go out this weekend when you're talking about how you want to go out, you know, like you have somebody <laughs> in your yeah. corner who's going to help you a little bit. And so nothing's really off limits for us. Like we're super open. And I think that that again, really helps take away like all like the shame and the bad feelings. Like I'm never embarrassed to go to Monty and tell her like anything that has to do with my finances, mm -hmm. honestly. Like I'll really tell her whatever, which I know is very unique. You know, a lot of people don't have that. And so I am really thankful for it. I think we're really blessed to have each other. But yeah, nothing's off limits. <laughs> so that's what accountability is all about, right? And not only has this, having someone that I can talk to regularly has broken down just my shame with her. But for me, it's helped me reduce my shame overall with my... Mm -hmm current financial situation, because this is someone who can relate to me. This is someone who understands that I'm working hard. This is someone that understands my situation. And so I think now I can also talk to other people about finances and not ever be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And have you ever had to call each other out? Like, mm -mm, girls, stop it. <laughs> That's not what we agreed to. That was not the plan. <laughs> what are you doing? Get your life. Have you ever had to do that for each other? Jay, you can, you can share. 
I don't know. I so you know it's crazy. Money and money can share this too. Like a couple of days ago, she actually wanted to do some shopping. And I think that another time I would have told her like, yeah, girl, no, like, you know, you don't really need to, to buy any clothes right now, but I felt like it was done in a responsible way. Right. And so like, she had just paid off like a really big loan. She knew that she wanted to get like some fall clothes. Like she's like, yeah, like I want to do like some fall shopping. I'm cleaning out my closet right now. So it felt on brand, you know, like it was the responsible thing to do. Like now for me, for example, anytime we're going on a trip, I'm always like, yeah, I got to buy like a bunch of new clothes. And then Monty's <laughs> like, I'm going to get some stuff in my closet because she's like, I'm going to get like one outfit and then I'm going to get stuff in my closet. And then I'm like trying to buy like a new outfit for every single day. And she's just like, yeah, you probably don't need to do that. And she's always like, you have a lot of clothes. Like yeah. you can really just get something in your closet. Day. <laughs> okay. That's good because, you know, it's, you guys are true accountability partners because you can tell the truth. You can be honest that, like you mentioned, that openness and transparency. If you have, if you're listening to this and you have an accountability partner that always says yes to you, <laughs> always says, amazing, great job. You're doing so good, girl. Wow. Even when you know you're making bad decisions and making terrible mistakes and you're like, oh girl, applause. <laughs> <laughs> applause. They may not be the right person to support you because number one, they could be that person that just doesn't want to hurt your feelings, mm. right? They could be that person that really doesn't give a damn. They just don't care. Good. If you like it, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> they could be that person. <laughs> or they could also be a hater. You know what? Let me applaud her so she could fail and I can laugh later. Usually, you know, if when you are in an accountability situation with someone that you trust, it's usually the first one. They don't want to hurt your feelings. So you may want to maybe have a conversation and say, you know what? I think I made a really bad decision a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago. Why didn't you call me out and just hear what they have to say? Or maybe it starts feeling like a burden for that person. And maybe you just find a different accountability partner. Because as I mentioned earlier, just because someone is your sister friend, you're close to this person, they may not necessarily be the right accountability partner for you, right? A lot of times you have really good friends, but they're just not able to keep up. They don't have the motivation. They're not as inspired They're or they're going through different life situations that cause them not to be able to support you in the way that you need them mm -hmm. or be an accountability partner to you. So it's important to recognize that. It doesn't make them bad people. You just, sometimes life happens differently to people, right? Yeah. So, and it doesn't mean that you stop supporting them, right? Because if you are used to supporting that person, keep supporting them so that they can get back on track with themselves, but they may not be the right person for you in that moment in time. So it's important to recognize that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No one wants a yes, man. Exactly. No, we don't want that. We want like, give it to us real, tell us the exactly. truth, call us out. Like I appreciate a good call out from my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Check me. My mom is a queen of checking. <laughs> She's like, what do you think? You're doing? Look at you. No. <laughs> Look at yourself. How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> That's my mom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my mom is, she's like, she's the accountability partner that if you ever tell her you want to do something, oh my gosh, she will hold you to it. You better do it. You listen, if you do not do it, <laughs> she will never let you forget it, ever. Oh my gosh. Moms are so good at uplifting <laughs> you, but also humbling you at the same time. Yeah. So if I'm not serious about something, I don't tell my mom because yeah. when I tell her, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> no, for real. Because they're quick to be like, but didn't you say this? And yeah. you're just like, okay, actually, I don't need that right now. <laughs> yep. So let's talk more specifically in terms of what your accountability has helped both of you accomplish. 
what are some of the goals that you guys have met as a result of being each other's accountability partners in terms of like paying off debt or saving money or getting your finances in check or investing? How have you guys helped each other achieve specific goals? And if you don't mind telling us what those goals are, that would be great just to get the folks listening thinking. Let's start with you, Mani. Okay. So one of my big goals, we talked about this a little bit prior, but is paying down debt. I have personal debt that I'm just tired of paying on and I just want to get rid of it. And so I have been on this like debt-free journey for quite a time now. And so I was telling Jay about it before and I was telling her, you know, how I had so much debt, it was hurting my credit score. And so she was telling me about something called self-help. And it's a a little loan thing that you can do and it'll help your credit score and you're paying it off regularly. And it really helped me a lot. And so each month you pay a little bit towards it. And when you're done with this fake loan, because you're paying it for yourself, it's kind of like you're paying into a savings account every month, but it helps your credit. And so when I was done with it, it gave me $500. That's how much I saved over the year. And I used that money and I paid down some of my debt. So not only did it help with my credit score, but I had a $500 that I could put towards my debt, which made a big difference at the time. And so that was something that helped me a lot because Jay knows I have this big goal. And so she was giving me all these little tips that she could and, you know, checking in with me. Hey, are you still using this? How's it going? Are you almost done paying this off so you can get the $500? And so for me, that's one way that it's helped me. I'm, I'm going on this debt-free journey. It's not going to be like a quick thing, but it was something that significantly helped me kind of reach the goal that I'm working towards right now. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. What about you, Jay? Yeah, so that was a huge one, honestly. Like That was really big and helpful for Mani. So I would say something that's big for me that helped, one was replenishing my savings account. So I like to save money, of course, like I I try to save money as much as possible because I have a child, you know, and so I'm just always trying to prepare for like a rainy day. It's just really important to have like a lot of savings. And, you know, I can be a little irresponsible and money knows I'm a shopaholic. (laughs) And so it's very easy for me to just be like, oh, well, I've been saving all this money. I'm just going to take a little bit of it and just do some shopping with it, you know, like. I can easily do that, but she definitely keeps me accountable with not doing that, keeping up with my savings. And then us having like our saving series also keeps me accountable. There was a point in time where I had to spend like a large amount of my savings. Um, I had a corporate job that I stopped working at. And so I was unemployed for several months and Mm -hmm. I was like, dang, you know, like I'm, I'm really using up like most of my savings now because I don't really have any other funds coming in. And so I really depleted most of my savings just by keeping us, you know, going month to month, keeping my household afloat. And so now I'm starting to be able to rebuild my savings account back up. And again, just back to those check-ins, like, you know, how savings going, you know, we have our series. And so that definitely keeps me accountable and just like keeps me on brand. And then I think like together wise, we take a lot of trips and vacations. Like we really see each other quite a few times throughout the year. And so there's times on our vacations where we'll be like, okay, we've reached our limit. Like, we're not going crazy anymore. Like, (laughs) no more just spending crazy money, you know, like we're going to kill it now. We did this one thing when we went to Houston, we took $100 out the bank. Like we went to the ATM, we took out $100. We're like, okay, this is our $100 to spend for the night. Like, this is it. This is all we have. Like, once this is gone, it's gone. Like, if you don't spend it all, great. But it's like, this is all the money that we're spending. Like, we're not going to go over this limit. And we actually did it. Like, we actually went home still with money. Like, the next morning, 
I was like, girl, like I still have 40 bucks. And she's like, yeah, like I still have money too. And I'm like, oh my God, like look at us, you know, like we're doing it. And so we really helped each other not overspend when we were on vacay. And so just little things like that, you know, I think it's the small things that matter that really like make a big difference and kind of just help train you into, you know, like making um like bigger, bigger things stick, you know, small things help big things. Yeah. Stick, so that makes sense. That's the beauty of accountability, having that person that helps you stay focused on your goals and you guys being able to go through the journeys together. And then, you know, Jay, you're able to support Monty by telling her, okay, here are some tools that you can use to focus on paying down your debt. And then, you know, Monty, you can tell Jay, hey, listen, you've been shopping too much or, you know what, let both of us do this thing where we only spent X amount of money today. That's really great. Yeah, it's helpful. And it's, it's nice because we, one thing that is really important to us, and we talk about it a lot on our podcast, we still want to enjoy life. Like, I think sometimes when you have yeah. financial goals, you feel like I can't go out to eat. I can't go on a vacation. I can't buy myself anything because you're trying to reach this. And I think like when we both have each other as an accountability partner, we're like, okay, yes, we can go on a vacation, but we're not going to you know, ball out like we're P. Diddy, we're going to have a good time on our budget and we can hold each other accountable. Like, hey, you already bought five shots. You know, maybe we should get a couple <laughs> water. <laughs> yes, it's all about, and I say this all the time, treat yourself within reason. Obviously, you're going to have times where you have goals that you're just so hungry to pursue that you're going to cut everything out and go hard to pursue that goal. And everybody can do that for a short period of time, especially when you want something bad enough, you want something okay. desperate enough. enough. But, you know, when you're pursuing financial goals, especially when it comes to paying off debt, long-term investing, it, it takes, it, it can take time. For a lot of people, it can take years to achieve financial stability, to achieve financial independence for most people. So it's all about not allowing yourself to fall off by being able to treat yourself, allowing yourself to enjoy life within reason, right? Where it's not throwing off the extra payments or the extra savings or extra investments you need to make, where you have built that enjoy life category into your budget so it is guilt-free mm-hmm. and you know whatever it is that you love the travel the vacations that the whatever handbag shoes shopping eating out build it into your budget and create a dedicated guilt-free account so that you don't feel bad because you didn't pay as much as you wanted to pay to your debt because you had to you, you spent money doing something to enjoy your life mm-hmm. and it's so important because you don't want to resent your situation and then fall into a space where you don't do anything about it or you make it worse because you feel like all you're doing is working to pay debt or working to invest or working to save. And sometimes that is sort of preached in the personal finance space sometimes, right? Like eat rice and beans. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go out. And again, like I said, sometimes there are situations where I've had a goal and listen, there is nothing like enjoy life. I'm focusing to achieve this goal. Anybody can do that for a short term, like I said. Mm -hmm. But when you're thinking long-term, you're thinking about balance, you're thinking about self-care and your mental and emotional health. I think everyone should have that balance of having that account, that guilt-free money. Even if you don't spend it, just push push it forward, right? Where you know, okay, if I want to take a break from this debt payment, if I want to just go out with my kids, go out with my partner, just do something, get my nails done, get a massage. I can yeah. do this and not derail myself. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, Yeah. that's really good advice. Honestly, I don't think that I, when, when putting together a budget, I don't consider that like 
like you said, like doing things guilt free, like just putting aside money in your budget for you to like enjoy yourself. Like, I don't really consider that. I think I kind of just like think about like my bills and everything that that's important. And then I'm like, okay, like whatever's left over, like after I put in my savings is what I can do like everything else with. But it really shouldn't be like that. Like, I really should like kind of build that into my budget, like you said, so it's guilt free. So that's really good advice. Yeah. And sometimes the one thing to keep in mind is that sometimes it can be a big thing that you you want to enjoy yourself. But a lot of times it's just, it's really small things. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's buying a book on Audible and being able to listen to it in my car or getting an audiobook from my library app, which is free if the book is available. You know, just that in itself is a small thing, but I, I love it. It's being able to take my kids to buy ice cream, right? So my kids are homesick this week and we've gone to the ice cream store twice. And it's just being able to do that because it's yeah. like, it's nice. It's spending quality time with my kids. It's, you know, and I don't want to to say, okay, do I spend quality time with my kids that involves buying them ice cream or do I put the ice cream money <laughs> in a savings account because it's derailing my goals? You don't want to be in that situation. Yeah. 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 I agree with that, especially I'm kind of the same. So I love getting my nails done. Like I will never go without getting, I just love it. It's funny. I just looked at my nails. They're a hot mess. (laughs) (laughs) I will make a budget and I put in the bills category, I put my nails because I should done. And so in this TikTok series that I have where I'm paying off debt and I'm showing people kind of like how I'm going about this process, I get comments all the time and they say, why do you continue to get your nails done when you're trying to pay off debt? And I just say, because I'm not going to deprive myself of everything that I love just because I'm trying to pay off my debt. Because I can. Thank you very much. (laughs) People always want to challenge you when you're trying to do something. Like you're making all this progress. You're getting your nails done because I want to. Literally, yeah. <laughs> like I can treat myself. Like I have, so I did one. I've got a budget. Too. Do you have one? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, and honestly, most people commenting don't even have one. So it's don't. Just, like, you should really like worry about yourself rather than trying to touch me. Like I, I pick non-negotiables, and I'm like, like I have nails on my non-negotiables. I have hanging out with my son on the weekends. Like those are things that just like make me feel good, you know. And so it's like, yeah, these are my non-negotiables. Like I'm gonna spend my money on this. Like you know, I'm gonna save, but I'm gonna spend my money on this. (laughs) So I want to ask you guys to share some advice with folks listening. And I'll start with you, Mani. What advice would you give someone who's looking for an accountability partner and how can they make that relationship successful? I know we've talked about a little bit about this throughout the episode, but I'd love to hear from you advice for someone who's looking for a partner. Because I I, we hear this question all the time. I need an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. And how do we make it successful? Yes. So I think number one, it's got to be someone you trust, because if you are not going to trust them enough to be transparent about the position that you're in, it's just not going to work. And also with that being said, I would also say you cannot lie to them. Like you cannot lie to them and you cannot lie to yourself. So if you know that you're, you know, maybe like a grand total amount in debt, when they're, you know, checking in with you and saying, where are you at? Don't lie to them. If you only paid $5 toward it last month, then you should be honest with that. You know, I think that not again, will not only drop the shame, but that's how you're going to actually make progress. Yeah, that's great. And then for you, Jay, let's say someone already has an accountability partner. They found that person. They thought they found that person, but it is not working out. Well, what can they do to try to improve the situation and the outcome where they're getting the accountability that they need and they're giving the accountability that that other person needs? Yeah. Honestly, my first thought is they should get a new accountability partner. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, if it's not working, leave. <laughs> but no, I definitely think that there are, are ways that they can go about trying to like repair that relationship and like fix what's wrong with it. But you know, you, you can try to have a conversation with that person. Definitely like ask him like, Hey, you know, what's going on here? Like I noticed X, Y, and Z kind of like when you were saying earlier, like if you're about to make a bad decision and you have somebody just being your yes, man, checking in with them, like, Hey, like I made this bad decision earlier and you kind of like cheered me on to do this. Like, let's talk about that. But I definitely think that conversations are always warranted and you should be able to talk through things with this person. The other person should be receptive to that. You know, your accountability partner should be willing to be like, hey, you know, like, yeah, I did cheer you on because X, Y and Z. Or, you know, I'm feeling this way as far as our accountability relationship is going. And you talk those things out. However, if it's not working, I think that you should be free to go ahead and move on and maybe find an accountability relationship that is working out for you, you know, like every, everybody's not going to mesh well. And I think that you kind of have to be willing to try something out with someone and and fail at it before you get to the point Mm -hmm. that you're going to be at with the right person who's meant to be your accountability partner. So I wouldn't say like, hold on to it too strong. Like if it's not working, don't try to force it, you know, just do what you can to save it. And if it's not working, everything is salvageable. Just go ahead and try to find someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And in my experience, I will say that, again, we mentioned this earlier, just because someone is your great friend doesn't mean they're a good accountability partner for you. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And just because they're not a good accountability partner does not mean that this is a friendship breakup. It's destroying the friendship. A lot mm-hmm. of times, if you just stop talking about your goals with that wrong person, they won't even ask you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's easy to just move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Find someone yeah. else because they were never the right person in the in the beginning. Like I said, they may not care. <laughs> they may have their own life situations going on, which is fair. You know, they just may not even want to be bothered. Girl, I want to go shopping. You're talking about money. Everybody's right. in their own space. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And everybody has their own goals, you know. So exactly. maybe our goal isn't to be more financially stable. Maybe their goal is to have, you know, the biggest closet ever, which is fine because we can all live our own life. But I think, you know, maybe even just making sure that person is interested in finances. Exactly. And there's also people who they might be a few steps behind you in coming to that realization of, oh, wow, I need to get my finances in order. It doesn't all happen for everybody at the same time, right? You may have gone to this realization that, wow, it's time to get my finances in order. I have goals to achieve. I want to do this and do that. And that person may may not quite have gotten there yet, right? And it's okay. Give them that grace. Give them that space. And I think it's also really important not to judge other people just because you are getting yourself together and they haven't quite started because we all get to different things at different spaces. Again, people go through, and I keep stressing this, people go through different life situations. And sometimes, right, it can cause people to just, I don't know, just shift in progress because something has is happening and this is how they're working through it, but they will get back on track if you're able to support them. So yeah. in friendships and relationships and accountability, giving people grace, being able to support without judging so that you become that safe space and you also consider them a safe space is so important. Because what happens when people judge is that then they don't want to share and then you're not able to support them and then they can spiral or fall completely off because maybe it was just your support they needed to Mm -hmm. kind of stay on the edge of being on track, if that makes sense. So be graceful with others because, you know, I'll be the first to tell you that I've messed up on goals and I've certainly needed to give myself that grace (laughs) and other people to give me the grace. So do the same for others. Agreed. Yes. 
Absolutely. It's definitely important to like hold yourself accountable, but also be gentle with yourself, like be nice to yourself. And I say that so much. Like, I'm just like, you know what? I need to just be a little bit more kinder to myself. And I say to Moni too, like, I'm just like, okay, like be kind to yourself. Like, it's really okay. Like, we're fine. We're doing the best we can. Like at the end of the day, as long as you're moving forward, you're still on track. Like, yeah, you may not be as far ahead as you want to be, but like, you're still moving forward. Like you're still going towards something and like, that's okay. You're still going to reach your end of your goal, you know, whenever you reach it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, this has been so great, ladies. I appreciate you coming on to share your relationship and your experiences on accountability with us. I have a couple more questions. So I'll start with you, Jay. Tell us what is your clever girl superpower? I love this question. This was so cute. So me and Moni, we're like, what is going to be our clever girl superpower? Like, what is our clever girl superpower? Like, we don't know. (laughs) But honestly, you're fine and filthy rich. Exactly. I love that you said that because that's just what I said. I was like, honestly, we're fine. Like, we're fine and filthy rich. Which I think is so great. Like, I really just love that. I love the whole concept. Um, I think it really just like defines like who we are just like as individuals and as a group. Like, we're fine. You know, we're cute and we're filthy rich. Like, you know, we're not exactly filthy rich yet, but we try to have that mind. We're manifesting, okay? Exactly. We are manifesting, <laughs> Own it. Exactly. Like, we are there. We are already the millionaires and billionaires that we think we are in our heads. So... <laughs> That is definitely our superpower, but we're also like consistent and we're dedicated. And I think that that just really like sets us apart. Like a lot of people kind of start on things and they fall off a lot, but we've really been at this for a while now and I don't see us stopping. And so, yeah, we're just, we're here all gas, no break. Yeah. I love it. Imani, did you want to add anything? I would also say that transparency is also our Clever Girl superpower because we are very transparent, not only with each other, but also on our podcast, the same things we would say to each other, we would say it on our podcast as well. Both create series, telling people where we're at and letting them know, you know, we have goals we're not even close to yet, but we're working on it. And I think that that's really important when trying to create a space, especially in this day and age when you go online and everyone looks rich. It's nice when you can hear somebody say like, hey, I'm just not there yet. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. And then finally, Moni, please tell us how folks can keep up with you. And we'll be sure to link all of that information in the show notes. Perfect. So like we said before, we do have our podcast, Fine and Filthy Rich, and we're on Apple and Spotify. We have an episode dropping every other Friday. We have a new episode coming out this week, actually. And then we also have Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok also at Fine and Filthy Rich. That is awesome. And as I mentioned, we'll have that in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on to share. I I loved having this conversation. You ladies are a ton of fun and I wish you tons of success as you work on your goals and stay accountability partners. Thank you so much. We really enjoyed being on here. Yes. Thank you so much, Bola. It was an honor and we definitely look forward to just staying connected with Clever Girl Finance more in the future. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. If you've loved the episode, but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, You can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes and leave a review so other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you on the next episode.